0: worked as a geologist, there's an obsession at the moment between the, the, connect, the sorts of connections and parallels that you can draw between the arts and sciences, but as someone that obviously has lived them um, what, what are the ways that your your art and, and your sort of scientific training have, have, have intersected, if, if they have?
1: I, I think so, I think in, in subconscious ways or, or uh, yes, subconscious ways or unconscious ways uh, um, I mean to learn to develop this is a such a uh, an overused analogy, but you know the the neural pathways that, that are laid down in learning um, anything. And in, in science, you're learning cause and effect, uh, and and you're also learning problem solving. And, and that's that's totally what what a story is about. You you've got a character who wants something, and you he or she encounters conflict, and and tries to find a way to get around or through that or over or under that conflict to get to so, the, you know, the answer, the, the desire at the other end of the equation, uh, uh, you're, you're trying to to solve problems, trying to repair uh, conflict, sometimes through increasing it before uh, resolving it. And and so if you're fluent in those um, functions and processes, you know, I guess neurologically, then then when you pick up a pen and start writing, all you have to do is write pretty sentences and, and that other logic is going to take, take over and, and you will... You don't have to stress or resist uh, trying to over-control, you know, the final product. You just follow the desire of the characters, and, and they're going to do their own their own work.
0: There's a lovely description of, of a journey that's taken, which uh, I, think it's in, I think it may be in the canoe, and they, they don't know where they're going. They're just following um, without a map, without a sense. They're guided by, by nature. And Again, I had this sort of slight image of, I wonder if this is how your imagine, imagination works. Is that the kind of writer? Do you follow... Where your imagination leads you, or are you a kind of planned writer? Um, you're, you're... Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, an explorer, a follower more than a planner.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll look at a. It's like when you're hunting. I mean, you'll you'll see. Uh, you'll look at a mountain range, and and you'll see the texture, the geomorphology, the vegetative patterns, the shadows, the sun, the the watercourses. Uh, you'll get this big picture in your first glance, and and your eye will immediately go to where you think the animals are going to be. Say you're looking for elk, you know, this big, heavy animal that's going to be in warm weather trying to be in shade and moisture. You, you, you think, okay, there's there's the broad macro, you know, that basin, I'll bet they're up there. How to get it from where you are to up there, you know, you don't know. It's a long way. It's going to take days. Uh, you don't know what's between here and there, but you kind of have an idea of what, you know what you want, or you think you know what you want, <laughs> and you know, you know the rough direction, but you don't know how to get there, and you know, it wouldn't be any good to plan how to get there. It's like, you don't know what you're, you're going to see, you don't know which direction the wind's going to be, you don't know where the animals are going to be on their way to or from something. You, you can't, planning is wasted energy it, it, to some extent. Uh, you just put yourself into the into the, into the the landscape, into the story and begin to respond and observe and, and be alert and be aware. I was wondering about
0: particularly about this, this collection. Um... For a, little, for a little while, is um. it a slightly uncomfortable experience to, to, to be forced to look back over your your writing career and to uh, to, to select out all all of the stories you've written, um, a selection that will that will somehow be representative, whatever and whatever that means, or characteristic. You know, when you were looking at the sorts of stories that would, because I found myself noting down. Threads and seams that ran ran through the work, and I wasn't sure always if which if it was in chronological order. I kind of didn't want to know in a in a strange sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. Did you find yourself looking at at, at maybe a sense of development um, mm-hmm. or how you changed as a writer? Yeah, no. the The idea
1: came from my my editor, uh, and I resisted it at first. Okay. I thought, you know, picking picking your your favorite stories that's what that's what they do right before you die, and and. You know, and and I didn't feel that I was old enough that that privilege. Uh, um, uh, but we did it, and and uh, you know, I I, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I have a lot more stories to tell and write. It all in some ways it almost freed me for uh, continuing to develop. And and uh, it's like, okay, that's behind me. This is who I was between the age of twenty five and fifty five, and now. Um, you know, I don't look back at it. I, I don't, you know, I edited and, and studied the stories carefully and, and closely and, and with some eye toward uh, avoiding too much repetition of, of theme or element uh, and, and trying to show, uh, you know, as, as broad and deep uh, representation of where I've been and what I've thought as a writer. But, uh, but I think I, that's what I enjoy most about the experiences. Number one, I'm proud of the stories, but even better. That's good. Number two, they're behind me, and and it really proves me to, you know, I've got this story. I'm just mad to write, and I I can see it. It's got, uh, it's going to be about between three and five pages, and there, it's set in Ireland. And there's a woman um, hanging laundry on the line, and 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 uh, it, it's right on the shore, and, and there's their chickens under underfoot, and uh, uh, you know, there's a, an American visitor, much like myself. Comes into this world and has this experience, and then, and then leaves on this incredibly raw weather. Just this exuberant, exultant, uh, almost mad woman uh, with this. Just I just want to get to this story, and I feel like I can in a way that I couldn't before this book. If that makes any sense, uh, which it doesn't, doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a hard experience and a, and a wonderful experience. You know, gathering them all up packaging them and then walking away from them
0: was well, some a complete mystery to you I know some writers don't have a sense of where they were when when they wrote a particular mm. thing um, Can be, that be yeah, yeah sorry. That, that would be okay. that
1: would be yeah I, I had no sense reading them I like who, who, the, who the heck wrote that story no I, I didn't recognize the stories uh, I didn't recognize the person who wrote them I didn't know who I was when I wrote them, and I don't know who that person was. Now that I'm looking back at him, uh, they're good stories, but I don't I don't know the person. I think that's a function of what I think. What makes fiction work for me when I'm writing it is not know it, not being aware of myself or my political values or my even my aesthetics. It's you know living in the dream, inhabiting the dream so fully that it's I'm just. It, I'm I'm lost in the landscape of the story, and and I inhabit it as if in a dream, and then I come out, and then I'm back to being myself. I knew who I was back in those days, but I don't know who the writer was who went down in those stories.
0: That's, and I, I think that's good. I think that's. I hope it's always that way. I, I interviewed the um, the Irish writer uh, novelist John Banville, who described things in a very similar. Way that that he loses time when he, when he's writing, and that the, the per, and he's convinced that the person and he said this with all due uh, sort of cheeky sense of humour about himself, but that the person that's writing the stories is not the same person that will go for a drink afterwards or w- was talking to me that he and he doesn't know anything more than about the process than. They're not, not that I did, but he he could only talk with with so much eloquence um, about that process because he's not quite present. Is that? And it, again, I'm like, I that seems to be what you're saying, and I would sort of expect that <laughs> of you having read the stories. They, they they seem to map that kind of process often, a, a, a kind of removal from the self in some sort of way into something quite often quite mysterious, like something that would challenge the boundaries of what can be uttered and and said.
1: I think that's well, well said. It, it it is a transcendence. You you go down into the dream, and <clears throat> you are, you do have this hunter's sensitivity. I mean, every cell is glowing like a filament in a light bulb. You're 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 attuned. To every gesture, every gesture has meaning. Of a character, everything a character does is just vital. As opposed to you know the white noise up in your life, where people just run around bumping into each other without significance or meaning or. or or confluence or or or, or, uh, or meaning, but down in the story, every every heartbeat, every every uh, you know every every space between words, every word has meaning serving the whole of the dream and and that's uh, I mean you're just ablaze with light when you're down there and you're certainly not yourself you're you're down there, you're a stranger, you know inhabiting this blazing dream and and then you just barely get out with your life. I mean you crawl back onto shore, you know, the surf is pounding behind you, you you dry out. You get up. You dust the sand off. Yeah, you go into the bar for a drink, and well, you say, "Wow, that was trippy." Oh, yeah.
0: I, mean, I think one of my favourite moments almost was it, was, it almost worked like a sort of Shaggy Dog story and of the strangest sort. Was elks, where where they come out and they're sitting in the bar and they're frozen and they've had this ear experience, and someone says they, they got they got an elk. It was, and I, I kind of laughed because I felt the weight of of that yes. experience. And, and, and the way that language can both somehow sum it up but also get nowhere near whatever it is that happened um. you know it's it's you know it's, it's classic understatement
1: uh, yeah <laughs> they, they got away with their life yeah they, but they also got to know yeah uh, uh, you know this. this uh, I do some teaching and, and I always counsel my students to uh, to look you know look left or right don't just look at where you think you're going with a story uh uh uh, sometimes try and say the opposite of, of what it is you think that you want to say and, and that will free you up to give you a different angle toward where you where the story's trying to get uh, get initially and, and so uh, so yeah instead of saying boy that was one hard ass elk hunt just go the other direction and say yeah they got an elk and and, and then that gives a new lens into all uh, what uh, what all the other things that they got and, and encountered
0: Yeah. I was th- there were things I started to to, to jot down and, 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 and patterns of, of imagery and of colour sometimes just of animals or characters mm. and I guess I started to wonder if I could piece a sort of imaginative pattern together in the sort of way that critics do and probably um, anno- annoy uh, um, or frustrate the, the, the writer I, I think one that I was fascinated with was, was this sense um, of mystery and tying that to perhaps what you were saying earlier about wilderness and of journeying out and in a lot of the stories, the sense of something being underneath, whether it was that wonderful story, um, which I think is the hermit story where, where Anne's telling, literally goes sort of underneath the, the frozen lake and sees fire. Um, and strange, the sort of strange lights, blue lights and uh, blue being somehow associated and, mm-hmm. and, and the kinds of fire with things being underneath. Um, I guess what I was wondering was, do you see your characters as having this kind of mysterious centre, there's something beyond um, an, an obvious ability to, to, to describe for you as a, as a writer? There's some sort of... Myst- a lot of writers seem to know their characters. I felt that you, there, was, there was some part of characters that was m- mysterious to you, some part of someone's deep desire um, that, you almost, that you, you were, you're fascinated by but can't always get at.
1: I think that's you know every writer has his or her very narrow sense of aesthetics, but I think that's an interesting character, is one that is not fully understood, uh, and I think it's you know an element of good writing or interesting writing to search for uh, elements of a character that that you don't understand as a writer or a reader. But I mean, they have to have a logic. You can't just bomb some inexplicable thing in there. I mean, it has to come from a deeper logic. But but to keep it again back to this idea of contrariness or being sure to always look left and right of where you're going not just straight ahead you know being aware of, of uh, uh, possible contradictions or or, or paradoxical uh, strands and elements in, in a character in a story uh,
0: anywhere uh, I was fascinated by the fire, the firemen there was there was something heroic about these characters often placing themselves in some kind of relationship to danger uh, risk but maybe the edge of what what their self was they, they could only find it by by going out as you were describing earlier to, whether to a wilderness or into a burning building and you you find out things about yourself maybe there's a i don't know if it's an act of discovery ex- exactly but well i mean
1: this is a really abstract answer <laughs> and it's cer- <laughs> certainly not anything that was calculated by me in, in writing that story or, or any other but again when, when i teach um uh, there's this thing that particularly writers who engage with the natural world can be guilty of, is abusing nature or any element uh, as a symbol. You know, the old oak tree represents, you know, wisdom. The church bell ringing on the hill represents mortality. I mean, the, these symbols are, become static cages that, that just gridlock the story, and they keep it from being organic, resonant, alive, vital, takes away from the the paradox uh the william carlos williams quote i just adore this uh no ideas but in things you know essentially say he's saying be specific don't you know and and a specific thing is composed not just of itself but of its opposition it's that tension that conflict within that that makes the thing be the thing and, and so for instance a fire um okay, fire, destructive, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, I mean, you know, fire is both things. It's destructive and regenerative. And so, uh, you know, I'm not thinking this when I'm working on the story, but mm-hmm. that's, it's the sense of story logic that I have and that I um, I, I try and remember uh, or do remember is that, uh, you know, a, for a story to be, to, to transcend symbol and become metaphor and then transcend metaphor and become, you know, truly uh, transcendent and and, and, and you know, go explore, you know, an attic, as it, as it were. Um, a writer, I think, will do well to, to explore the other side of the coin, to, to look left and right of, of where one's initial tendency is. So, Oh, well, yeah, I mean, what a great story to have a fireman going out and rescuing things. Yeah, okay, well, that's, that's a good story. But what about a fireman going out and rescuing things and being rescued himself? I mean, that's a more interesting story to me is the, the rescuer being rescued. And so that's how that story proceeds.
0: I also like that there was a line which was almost like a throwaway, and it was it's, it's as addictive as hell. And then I started, and I kind of passed by it. And then I started wondering about fire and return. And I think in a later story, there's 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 more of a sense of hell fire, kind of but fire doing various things. And I then returned to that story. And I think there's something about the collection that made me want to. I started to read across. Um, now whether I, you know, uh, I guess you can't stop me. From uh, <laughs> there, was there something? I guess it was something. Were you, were you? Did you start to pick out things like those sorts of moments, or the? There were lots of um, triangles, not quite love triangles, often something much more complicated and strange. But three characters in, um, often, and often in the same story, a number of three characters crossing over. And, and again, maybe this is just the way my mind's working. So I, you know, it should all be about me, obviously, but. Did you start to pick out things that you were doing like that? Or was that against something
1: you resist? Um... Well, it's not so much that I, I didn't pick them out, but it's not so much that I resisted. It uh, it's just an allocation of energy uh, and efficiency. I don't, I don't want to look back at those things. I just want to look at a story's landscape and enter it with the characters. And, and then I begin to respond and react. And so if I've got one character who wants something... I'm going to just almost formulaically, for lack of a better word, or, uh, you know, habitually look for for opposition. You know, where's somebody who's not like that? Where's some conflict? And then because that's boring, just, just, you know, A, B, conflict, I'm going to look for a third, you know, a point of triangulation, a a mediator, a broker between these two competing desires who can become the embodiment of, you know, this hybridization, this, this melding, this um, of, of the conflict and, and, and who can carry it further forward, you know, in, again in a, in a transcendent re-energized, newly living newly uh, resolved manner uh, sometimes there'll be a fourth or fifth element <clears throat> in there, depending on the length length of the story, uh, Leasehound, you know, being a, the, the novellas particularly, but yeah, in a short story um, a lot of short stories by a lot of uh, American writers have you know have one character, or they might have two characters, just in that classic you know boxing, you know head-on conflict. Uh, uh, the more interesting ones to me begin to have those third characters, or uh, and and I don't I don't think of it as so much as triangles. It's just just a, a natural. Uh, how how much can you how much territory can you explore in that that lens-shaped twelve to twenty-page vehicle of the short story?